Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Now let's talk about some shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to the DOG. Uh, it's been a little while since we uh since we did a podcast. Yeah. You know, I we, guess life gets in the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh we've been really busy work and other commitments and uh we haven't got to sit down and uh talk shit for a while. Or drink whiskey. Or drink well no, we always drink whiskey. Uh, that that really uh, never goes well, away. Well not not hardly together. We, we didn't do it we didn't we didn't get to do it together. That's what's most important. Absolutely. <laughs> and podcast. And podcast. <clears throat> but uh yeah, so we have a pretty good whiskey today. I've only had a little bit. You've had damn near half the bottle so far. Um I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> First of all, okay. uh, I was I was here to t- test for quality assurance. Mm-hmm. And That's right. It required several uh, samples to uh, ensure uh-huh. the proper quality of this uh, drink for our consumption. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm really glad that uh, that you QA'd this. Yes. Uh, yeah. The the but sacrifices. But I could have told you that this was going to be a good one. So uh, today we have a. Um, uh, it's it sounds really expensive, doesn't it? It does doesn't. It? Sound doesn't expensive. it? So it is a, a the Balvenie triple cast sixteen year. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, are just tuning in, oh, I like saying that. <laughs> who who are just tuning in? We have a. Uh, had a few uh, different uh, Balvenies on the podcast. Uh, the Doublewood 12 and the Caribbean cast uh, are really the only two that we've had. Um, and they're both okay. good. My favorite's probably the, the Doublewood. I think it just has a lot more flavor. But we'll see where the triple okay. where it ranks. Can, can I get my favorite after we do the triple cast? Sure. I think by that answer you already know what my favorite of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one. It's this one. <laughs> I, like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right. So um uh yeah, so let's go ahead and have a, a sip. Our little first little tasting. Well my first, you've been sipping on it already, but uh uh to keep up with the tradition at the DOG. Yes. We are doing the toast. The toast. All right. So here's our toast. Uh, Ready? Yep. All right. Raise your glasses. Here's to lobster, tail, and beer. Three of my favorite things. All right. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like seafood. Mm. Ooh. So before we get into that the that is uh, uh yeah. Yeah, before we get into the uh background on it, we were just like, you know, this this week we are pairing well actually we usually don't announce what we're parenting with, but this yeah, sometimes week sometimes we do. Yeah we yeah, do sometimes yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. But this week we are pairing it with a uh whiskey cheese. Yes. Which actually surprised me because I am uh, as I told uh you know, I said before that uh <laughs> whiskey based uh or alcohol based cheeses tend not to be good but this one is uh it's good it's actually pretty I like good it. i mean like th- there's not a lot of whiskey in there yeah you know but it's still delicious um 
So, funny story before we get into that, well, about the cheese. So, I recently had my uh, my parents here for a while. They were here for about six weeks. And, uh, you know, I want my parents to go and see some stuff. And so, I take my mom, because my dad wanted to stay home. So, I take my mom out to um, uh, Netherlands, oh, like the, the big tulip festival at Kuchenhof. And that is an excellent, excellent place to go, especially for like a day trip. It is probably one of my favorite areas to go. Not necessarily the Kuchenhof. Kuchenhof is very nice, but like uh, Netherlands, just I just love being there. <laughs> I don't want to say it feels like home because that'd be weird, but um, it feels like natural being there. Well, um, like everything's so convenient. People speak English. It's um, they're very friendly. Very friendly, yeah. And it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just very welcoming. Uh, so anyway, uh, one of the stops that we made along the way was uh, to a uh, cheese farm, I guess you could say, where they did everything in house. They had the, the the barn with all the cows out front, and then they had um, they showed us the entire process of milking the cow. The milk then goes into a uh, reservoir or directly into the um, the big vat that they make everything in, and they told us about the different kinds of cheese they made. Uh, so being the uh the cheese lover that I am because I'm Caucasian we love cheese <laughs> we uh, uh I had to get like several wheels of cheese so I got like well, I don't know if they're wheels but they're good little chunks of, chunks of cheese and uh so one was the whiskey cuz you know whiskey whiskey uh then I also got a one called a uh, farmer's uh flame which we also tried earlier that was like a jalapeno yeah, really uh, red chili. chili yeah that's delicious though so we also got some other ones and it was really really good place um and then we got off to the uh to Kuchenhof and Kuchenhof was like man it was so so nice so pretty raining and I did not have an umbrella Luckily, I had like my like little water or my rain resistant water resistant jacket, but we got soaked, soaked because there's really nowhere to stand if you're out in the middle of nowhere. And then it then the uh, the rain took a little break and we're like, all right, cool, we'll duck into the gift shop and grab a poncho. Did that, came back out, sunshine. <laughs> Motherfucker, are you serious? But uh. So that was a fun little trip, and we I got some cheese, and then I uh, actually looked at whiskey. There's a, a whiskey, um, there's a, a little whiskey section, I guess you could say, uh, on the uh, uh, in the souvenir shop area. But I wasn't going to buy any of that. Yeah. Like I, I'm already a snob. <laughs> I'm, I'm already a snob. Um, but yeah, so like uh, I'm really glad the whiskey came out as good as it did because. If it came out bad, I would have totally blamed this on somebody else. <laughs> well, I was saying, like, you know, through my travels, I've tried several, you know, alcohol-based cheeses. I've tried wine cheese, beer cheese, snob cheese, um, and none of them. They've all been horrible, especially the beer cheese. So I highly recommend beer anyone who uh, goes to Prague and they go to the monastery for the beer, try the beer cheese on me. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. It's horrible. It's a horrible try thing, it. but, you know, you should try it. It should know. definitely Mis- be on your bucket list. Mis- misery loves company. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so to the uh, to the scotch. Yes, to the scotch. So this is, uh, like we said earlier, the Balvenie triple cast. Whew. Man, got to catch my breath after that. All right, so it is uh, originally released for travel retail. Balvenie 16-year-old triple wood is aged in a combination of wood types. Refill... 
uh, American Oatcast, First Fill Bourbon Barrels, and First Fill Oloroso Sherry Butts, uh, resulting in a sweet and spicy whiskey. Uh, so on <clears throat> the whiskey exchange, it rates the style and the character of the whiskey. So the body is a three uh, out of five, I believe. Uh, the body is a three, richness four, zero smoke, uh, three sweetness. Mm-hmm. And then for the character piece, uh, it has cherry, almond, and dry fruit. Um, now I'm going to take another sip and see if I can uh, yeah, I can, me, if I can find some of those notes. Me, me too. I'm going to take another yeah, sip. Yeah. Found it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Definitely the almonds and cherries. You you can yeah taste those right off the bat. And mm-hmm. zero smoke. And zero smoke. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I was actually talking with uh, a a uh, a listener, one of our listeners of uh, uh of the podcast. Um, recently had dinner with him, and uh, he's not a whiskey or scotch drinker at all. And he was just like, "When you guys talk about peaty and smokiness, like I don't know what that means." I'm like, "Oh." That's something we can change very quickly. Like we'll you take change. one sip and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, especially if we have like a little whiskey tasting or something like that. You know, people. I mean, it's it's just an extremely obvious tasting note oh, yeah. that you'll be able to uh, <laughs> do. It. It's just you never have had that experience before. But uh, he seemed interested in that, and uh, uh, yeah. So maybe maybe a podcast idea. We do a whiskey tasting. With like newbies, if we can get more people on the show, yeah, with whiskey or with newbies, and then see how they like it, which may be interesting because, like you know, di- different palates, right? Yes, yeah, different That'd palates. That would be interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, yeah. we we pl- we definitely have plenty of whiskey to go around. We do, we so, do, and I can always get more. And we can always get we more. can always get more. Uh, so another thing, uh, so the Balvenie is a space side. Uh, uh, Scotch, which means that it's along the Spey River in Scotland, which is east of Inverness. If you don't believe me, you can look it up because I did. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's a, it's a good one. Uh, I I do like it. Uh, but I think I, I would put the double wood ahead of it. That's because you're a horrible person. And no. <laughs> your soul is black. This <laughs> is I I am made of darkness. This. Is delicious. No, I'm not saying it's not this, not delicious. No, 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 no. <laughs> hold on. I need, I need I need you to go with me on this one. Hold on, hold on. Mm. This is mm. delicious. This is oh my god! I can't. I like the double wood. Yeah. I like the uh, Caribbean cast, yeah. of course. Lot of mercy. But I love this. I love this. I love it. Yeah. So recommend you guys check it out and see what we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend you buy all three, taste them, so you can tell right. my uh, partner here how wrong he is. <laughs> or not. <laughs> we'll, we'll see or how that goes. No, this is this is this is a one-sided thing. This is, no, no, this is definitely. This is not a us versus them. This is definitely a LT. This is not a us versus them. <laughs> Damn it, we're in this together. Not when it comes to whiskey. No, no. If anything, we are way together in that. <laughs> All right, we've had too much whiskey on this show for you to start drawing a line now. That's true. <laughs> this is this is how breakups start. This is he didn't like the triple. He didn't like the triple cast. What an idiot! He said the double wood was better. Better. 
No, hey, man. Hey, Podcast hey. over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm never coming back. Hey, man, some people like Edredor more than they like Triplecast. Yeah, those, oh, those, those, yeah. those are not humans. Those hey, are not people. Hey, they, they're meta humans if they do that because uh, that's it's that's cray cray. Well, you know, it could be worse. They could like Palenka over. <laughs> <laughs> you mean paint thinner. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Uh, that's I think exactly I, what that is. I, you know, I constantly say I, I keep trying to build a collection of of disgusting liquor. drinks. Well, not of disgusting <laughs> drinks, but of, of just have a, a good liquor co- uh, collection because my problem is when I I only buy things that I like, and if I like it, I'm gonna drink it. You know, like I know some people yeah. are like, oh, I got a so not really a collection then. Yeah, just it's like it's a like, lot of. <laughs> I guess my stash. I don't know, <laughs> but like you know, you have a lot of people. They have bars at home and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I got to stock the bar with this, this, this. I'm like, well, why would I buy something I don't like to drink? You know what I mean? Right, but I, I sw- like you see my collection. Yeah, right. I have all that. You know, it's not that it's not that big, but it's all scotches. Right. But by the way, that's not what she said. So <laughs> I was actually about to get to it. You beat me to it. I saw the look. I was about to like. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, uh, but no. So I mean, you know, I buy it, but I don't drink it all, and I think that's your, just your problem. You have a you have a drinking problem. First of all, <laughs> first of all, um, I think what you what it's a it's a maybe drunk you, thing. It's not maybe a, maybe you need to mind your business. No, no, no. <laughs> see, yeah. no, 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 no. See, it's not that you drink; it's that you run out. That's the problem. That exactly. That's the problem. That's my problem yeah but uh, and, and, and it's it's that you want a collection but you just keep going going through it so fast yeah well the palenka is has has a permanent fixture <laughs> collection. 20 years later you're gonna move that bottle it's gonna have like this giant dust ring around like, it seriously like both <laughs> bottles are like generally even when we taste bottles here we we usually go through about a half yeah, I think we did a glass, and that was just because of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like a glass. That was like a glass, and we were just like, oh, okay. No. Uh, complete. <laughs> That's a fucking wrap. That's a wrap, yeah. son. But, um, yeah. but the but the triple cast is good. It's good. I'm probably going to add a little bit of water to it and make a little bit. Mm. Uh, because it is 40%. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's, like, it's, pretty, it's pretty. It's a pretty stiff cocktail. I'll put a little drop in here and see how that changes the flavor. And for anybody who is uh, just now tuning in, I'm saying it. I'm saying it like 50 times this this, this podcast. Uh, for anybody um, uh, that's just joining us, whenever you hear a clink in the glass, that means that we are drinking, and you need to drink with us. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. Even if you're driving, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, that's do not, it. Do not that's do it. that. No, no. Do, do not drink. No, and drink. I'm going to be. No, no, not at the, not at separate times. During no, at separate. We want them to drink and drive separately, not at the same time. <laughs> I'm getting all this mixed up. Uh, okay, you know, because because <laughs> you you know way things are going nowadays. Someone's going to get in a car and say like, "Well, I was listening oh, to yeah. the DOG and they wanted they us to said. drink and drive, so I'm suing yeah. them." For five gajillion dollars. Yes. But they're also called offensive. So go fuck yourself. That's exactly <laughs> how my reply to that little like <laughs> lawsuit would be. Just a like, giant middle finger. Hey, they're like, we're called the, the those offensive gentlemen and you took life advice from us. Yeah, I know, right? Like, we drink whiskey and talk about shit. Yes. Literally the intro is now let's talk, talk about, about some, some shit. shit. Like don't 
<sighs> I mean, it's cool if you uh, if you listen to us and you take uh, take our word as uh, as law, uh, but don't sue us. That's a, that's a dick move. As in bird culture, that is a dick move. All dick right, move. and bird culture. Oh, we could we could probably start our own cult though. We ever, you ever thought about that? Oh, actually, all the time, but it's actually frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's that what's that girl name from Smallville. Oh, God, I forgot her name. Uh, but she she just recently uh, she joined the sex cult, and she's been in the news a lot lately. But I'm curious, did she know it was a sex cult? I think. I mean, how do you not know it's a sex cult? And apparently, like this guy was like sort of like really hardcore. Like I'm serious. Like he would like brand the women. You know, what? sort of thing. Yes. Like, literally put his like, mark on them? Like, put a mark on them. He would brand them. And all sorts of crazy things. And the women had to go out and recruit other women to bring into yo, the cult. Yo, that's a harem. And that is like I'm, some... Look, that dude's living the dream. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like, in all honesty, like, he is going after what he wants. Let's, like, that. Like you have to admire that kind of motivation. Yeah. However... It is a really fucked up thing. <laughs> it is a very fucked as someone who who's very I, I you know I'm very adamant or uh, vehement. But fuck, I can't talk. I'm against cults. Uh, In big general, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Heaven's Gate. Yeah, and the Kool Aid. Yeah, and I, and I could talk about my own experiences. You know, at another time, but you know, I in the same note, at, as much as I'm against cults, I'm also sitting here thinking, what, what, you know, straight or man at some point in his life has not fantasized about having a bunch of women, you know, all over him at his, you know, at his beck and call. Yeah. That's, that's the dream part. That's the dream. And he's living it. So it's like, at one point you're like, you know what, what you're doing is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you're like, damn, you know, you had the balls to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of balls, (laughs) speaking of balls, it's going to move us right into our, uh, our, are, are one of our prime stories for today. Uh, <clears throat> so in the UK, uh, you know, UK military training, like basic military training for here in, uh, or for the, the US, uh, there is a, we'll call him a drill instructor because I'm not sure on his actual title. But yeah. We'll say like the drill instructor. Well, I think his actual rank, he's in a, definitely a drill instructor. His, I think his actual rank was a, a corporal. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, Are they still called drill instructors? Are they called like, something I, else? I don't like, know. Yeah. Um, so apparently there, he took a video of him yelling at a recruit, and then she, uh, the recruit, uh, ended up crying, and it went viral, and now they're trying to get this guy on a court-martial. For making her cry, or really, I don't think it's for making her cry. I think it's more for recording it, and then and then putting it out and there. then putting it out there. Which, which is to I'm me, kinda, I'm kind of like so. Yeah, it's not a okay. If you want to discipline him for recording it and putting it out there, I can see that. But trying like the, several people are, are calling for a court martial and for him to be separated from the army. I'm like, it's it's not that serious, fam. Yeah, it's definitely not that serious. Um, yeah, and uh, so not for a court martial. So just real quick, if it's not in, so in the U.S., a court martial is a felony offense. Um, it's a really big deal. It's a it's it's a you know you got you you're gonna if you get court martialed, you're a felon. You are, and that that's a very big deal. A lot of your rights are taken away. You know you can't own guns. Yada 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 yada. It's a very big deal. 
for them to pursue a court martial. Now, in the UK, it might be different. I don't know. But when I hear court martial, that's what my frame of reference. And when you say that, I'm like, this is not that level of offense. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine it being it, the same, if not very, very similar um, to uh, the UK. I mean, because a lot of the military structure is based off of um, the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, true. Uh, but I mean, obviously. But, I mean, you know, we, we do do some things differently. Like, for instance, uh, one thing I do remember. We win. That's what we do differently. We win. Ooh, Zing. That's right, boom. Okay. Undefeated. No. Um, <laughs> there was that one time that back was, in Nam, but we're not going to talk yeah, about not, that. We don't talk about that one too much. <laughs> <laughs> we call that one the draw. Or the, or the Bay of Pigs. Or yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, they do things differently. It's like for one of the things they do in the British military that I know for sure working with uh, some, some uh, troops and um, deployments and training and stuff like that is uh they they do they hold the merits really big so for instance hey you didn't come up you didn't shine your boots all right boom the merits dock your pay you know and it's really it's a real quick thing like all right no you didn't shine your boots all right the merit go you're, they're gonna dock your pay that's crazy uh, hey you'll remember to shine your damn boots huh? that's true that's <laughs> true you'll you'll i mean that's another thing. It's all about the discipline, right? Mm-hmm. If you know, if you know the standards and the expectations that um, are uh, are expected of you, then you know, yeah, sh- shiny boots, pressure uniform, yeah, you know, uh, shave your face, uh, cut your hair, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know. But so in this one, the only thing I really, the only reason I think they're really pushing this hard for a court martial is because the recruit was a female. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so. if it was a male recruit and this happened to and he broke down in tears. They would have la- laughed at him. They, they would have laughed. laughed it would be a, on a YouTube fail yeah. compilation and then nobody would know about it. And the thing is, you know, this is what this is my thing. You know, if, if you do are truly a champion of equality or whatnot, you should not. Your reaction to both of these should be the same, whether it's positive or negative, whether you approve of it or not. Personally, I approve of the video because as a former uh, uh, army instructor myself and having to turn civilians into soldiers, um, one of the things I don't care about is your feelings. You have a job to accomplish. You have a task to accomplish. You're going to accomplish it. And And my job is to put you in the most stressful environment possible so that you can accomplish that mission because what we're doing you know and we hate to be objecting and put it really blunt like this i am literally trying to prepare you to go to war to kill or be killed and at that time when you're on the battlefield that is not the time to worry about your feelings you have to accomplish this task under a lot of stress so the yelling, the cursing, you know, they talked about how vulgar he was in the video. And then he wasn't like overly vulgar. He's he's a ter- if you've seen Full Metal Jacket, you know exactly what we're talking about here. Oh, yeah. You know, this yeah. is pretty much the level he's on. And she is having a breakdown going, doing this bayonet course now yeah. doing. I don't know. Did you guys have to do bayonet course? No, no, no. I right. no, we uh we took uh cardboard boxes, mm. made them into airplanes, and then <laughs> and then uh ran around the parking lot. 
I, I you know what? And I, <laughs> I, I actually probably believe you, that. Yeah, you probably would because I that's w- the kind of probably shit that would that would happen. But uh, no, this uh, no, we we had what was called a Warrior Week. Um, Warrior Week. Warrior Week. Yeah, it was the it was. You can't see this, but I'm doing like the jerk off motion because that's pretty much all it was. It was um, I mean, it was cool at the time because you got out of the dorms and you got you, know, you got out of the, the the traditional bays or the the building, kind of went out to the to the air conditioned tent, and because uh, <laughs> we were roughing it, man. The tent was it was a big tent, but it was a tent, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, we did obstacle course and stuff like that, but. Um, Something that we we've talked about before is we we didn't really have any of the firearms training, we didn't really have um, really any exposure to any manual labor, and that sucked. Like that's not what I wanted. I wanted to go in and do do something. Yeah. But well, I had to go in, in most army crew recruits, and I'm pr- pretty sure the Marines that do it also. But we had to. Um, one of the things you did is your ba- your bayonet course, you know, and it's, and it's to teach you it's to teach you the aggression. And, you know, you are supposed to be aggressive. You're supposed to go in there and you're supposed to stab this thing with your bayonet, you know, these dummies and stuff like that. And you're running through an obstacle course with a rifle with a pointy bayonet at the end that is sharp. There's no fake fake here. And, you know, you're going to come in. You have one where you parry thrust, you know, doing like that. Hit on butt stroke to the head. Boom, boom, boom. And you, and it's just constantly. And they'll be like, show me your war face. And you're like, ah, you know. It's all about getting your aggression up, you know. You 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 got chance and indoctrination, you know. What what makes the grass grass grow uh, green? Blood, blood makes the grass grow green, Joe Sergeant. You know that sort of thing. Right. So I understand the context of the video. Like this is a bayonet course. This is for you to be aggressive. This is where you're supposed to get yeah. your your Conan on your Xena warrior princess. And I and I went through, you know, I went to um, for for Jackson, aka Relaxing Jackson. So I had, you know, co-ed. It was a co-ed basic training. And, uh, you know, that was what we did. It was like, you know, you went through and everyone was like, ah, you know, you're 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 supposed to be really pumped up and all that. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, show you to be aggressive. And, you know, they're, they're, the drills are yelling at you, you know, they're 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 calling you everything, you know, yeah. under the sun. They're here to motivate you. They're here to make it stressful. This is not supposed to be a walking part. All right, soldier, go out here now. And okay, you see that dummy over there? You're gonna pair. You're gonna parry that arm over. Oh, that's a nice parry. Okay, now strike. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're not there to coach you. Yeah, they're, they're not, not here. there to like soothe your ego. No, they're they're there to to motivate you to go out there and you know get you in the mindset to kill shit. Right, that and, is your job, and that's and, and I think there's gonna be a, a trend here because both of our stories are about the UK. Yeah, so both of the stories are about the UK right now, and I think they kind of exemplify the sissification of the UK and really kind of of Western society. Uh, society that's been happening. I think it's it was, you know, it was built on the backs of men, but then now. Since uh, you know, since equality, 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 and and I, and I say that in a condescending tone, uh, because obviously we don't have equality. It's obviously something we don't have. Again, sarcastic. Sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that for people that can't really see my facial expressions. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where it seems like now we have to, instead of have this high standard that we hold our citizens to and like, Hey, you know, you will perform at this level. You will, 
do this. These are the things that are important. I feel like we're getting diverted to the lowest common denominator to make everyone feel special, no matter what they've done. And it's um, and it and it's really stressful because you know if you want to be a high performer, you know, you're going to be called a lot of names and stuff because you're you're essentially being seen as uh, putting other people down. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. it's. Yeah, you're well, doing this at the at the at the at the cause of uh, uh, at the at the cause of the children or the women or, the or whatever. Or the, yeah, the expenses well, already. So, but something like this, right? You know, and and I I was very, I've never been. I'm pretty much someone. If you want to serve in the military, you serve. You know, I used to joke about even before. I was like, I I don't mind women on the front line. The more body, if there's more bodies between me and the enemy's bullets, the better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Survival. Right. So, so for selfish reasons, but uh, this 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 sort of gets on my 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 craw because everyone is like you know they're upset because they're like oh he called her weak and all that and I'm like yeah yeah because she was yeah. she was weak. Not and there to empower you. They're there to break you down yeah. and build you up. That's and the entire thing of basic training. And I used to do this. So like I said, I was instructor. I used to do this all the time. You know, not only that, you know, did I take soldiers through this? I was a close combat instructor. You know things of that nature, and I would go, and I, I I know I'm dealing with recruits. I know I'm turning civilians into soldiers. They're not soldiers yet, and I would tell them like, you know, hey, you're freaking weak. Like if I'm out there grading a PT test and you're struggling to get through 20 push-ups, I am not here to praise your effort. I'm oh. here to tell you you need to freaking you know suck it up, good buttercup. You need to freaking you know do some some training because you are weak. You are failing. You know, this is not here to be feel, feel good time. This is to let you know that this is booting your ass time. Yeah. And I mean, you you don't coddle people and expect excellence. Mm. You know, when you coddle somebody. Yeah. And and don't get it wrong. So some people think, oh, well, that's all you do is, you know, like, no, there's time for that. So there's different times. So there's time when we are mentors and we, you know, we're giving them advice. You know, it was very when I was doing the court, you know, going through there and in Tradoc. You know, they were like, yeah, share your experiences with them. You know, let them know what you went through and give advice and a mentor. I'm like, there's a time for that. But when you're training, especially when it's in a combat or, you know, what we call the warrior task and drills, you know, combat related uh, uh, environment, that's not the time to coddle. That's the time to freaking boot in your ass because how you perform there is, that, you know, this is all supposed to culminate to basically dropping you into a, a war zone and when i was in when i was doing this uh it was very common um that we would have uh people <laughs> it was very common <laughs> all right break 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 yeah. snap 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 okay so when i was doing this um it was very common for trainees to go to be deployed. Like they'd leave me. Oh, sorry. When I was doing this, it was very common at this time for soldiers or the new recruits, uh, initial entry soldiers, to leave us and get to their permanent parties unit. And within six months, they are in Afghanistan or they're in Iraq or they're in some they're somewhere. So there was not a lot of time for you know. Okay, Johnny. Okay, Billy. Let's let you know. Okay, Susie, let me let me you know coddle you through this. It was a, a time for, hey, we got to turn you into a fighting force as fast as possible. And uh, I was there, you know, uh, training people from the surge. And re- one of the reasons they were bringing people like us on there is because they wanted people who had the combat experience to better give the lessons learned uh, to to you know get these guys out there into the fight as quick as possible. And you know, 
uh, regardless of what you're, well, uh, if you don't like the military and soldiers and they stand up for you, you go fuck yourself. Yeah, but, this probably isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was definitely, you know, those times you have to coddle. So in this video, when I see what I see is this guy who is pushing this recruit. And yes, as a female, yes, she's breaking down. But you know what? Females die in battle just like everyone else. She yeah. has to be prepared. You know what? Oh, we you could... I didn't you know some people are going to look at this and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, this is why women shouldn't be served. No, I don't look at it this way. I just look at this this as because uh, she eventually gets through it. OK, but is it, this is to me an eye opener of what you need to what to expect, what you need to go through and what we expect of you. Yeah. If you're going to come through here, you know, man, woman, Xerxes, you are you have a standard and we need to hold you to that standard. And if you can't perform it, we don't care about your damn feelings. I don't care about your tears. I don't care about anything. I don't care what happened in your life with your mom, your dad, or anything. At that time, during that drill, you have to accomplish that mission. If you're unable to do that, then you are not fit to be in this army. Because when you're downrange, it doesn't matter how you feel that day. It doesn't matter, you know, there's going to be there's going to be incoming rounds and people trying to kill you. Yeah. And your job is to kill them. And if you don't do your job, other people die. Yeah. And my whole thought process on it, and it's something that I even was trying to tell um, the guys I was in uh, basic with, you know, that. All right. So first, I'm going to tell you a story of a, of uh, uh, one night in basic training. So uh, basic training, uh, we had a guy who got. Uh, what they call rollbacked, and so he he had he was a few weeks ahead of us, and then they had to roll him back to our week. How we call it recycling? Recycling, yeah, we call that too. But he he didn't go all the way back. Anyway, so uh, he was the trainee who did not exist. So he's had he had his own bunk area in the far back, and it was essentially a placeholder. Like they just needed him to sleep somewhere until. Uh, the paperwork was done. Essentially, is what what it was. So we nobody knew what he did, what happened, et cetera, et cetera. But you know how it goes. People get curious, and then they try to get him to talk and stuff like that. So uh, my dorm chief, big, uh, we actually had the same recruiter. Uh, name was Dewey, uh, but uh, uh, he was this tall, big African dude, like African, right? Uh, and they made him dorm chief because he was the biggest guy, obviously, right? Uh, so he uh, was enforcing the do not talk rule for this guy. And he came around the corner one day and he caught like three of the guys around me too. I'm like just folding my clothes like not catching me and no bullshit. I'm fucking close <laughs> to getting out of here. So no, But a few of the guys around me were trying to talk to him. Hey, what you doing, man? Hey, man, uh, what week were you in? Hey, what happened? Right, and um, so he came around the corner, caught him, and just look in his eyes because you know it, it was gonna be his ass if 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 they got caught. He pulled them into the bathroom and put a guard on the door. Right, <laughs> so the bathroom at this time is like uh like two large rooms, like one door, walk in two large rooms. On the left it was the shower, on the right it was like toilets and sinks, but it was like a large open area, and um. Man, all you hear is just yelling and just like shit crashing against the walls and everything. And then he, uh, about 30, 45 minutes later, every one of those cats came out crying. <laughs> every, I mean, dude, there was a dude that was sleeping next to me, right? His entire thing was like so fucking macho, right? So, like, I think it was from uh, uh, PA somewhere. 
But uh, he was so macho. I mean, I came in to do security forces. Man, I'm going to go be a sniper. I'm going. I can sit still for two days if I have to. Like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, fucking. Why the fuck you joined the air force then? Yeah, you <laughs> like, aren't you in the wrong? Yeah, yeah. and he came out balding like a bitch. Uh, like a, like a little bit, and I was like, "Oh shit, what happened?" And he's like, "We can't tell you." It's like, I know what happened. <laughs> like, do we got you? That's what happened. Um, but uh, that just goes to show you that that is exactly what you expect. Yeah, there's gonna be high stress, high emotions. Everybody fucking cries. I don't give a fuck. Everybody cries. There's um, uh, if you cannot operate and function with words being yelled at you. How are you going to do that with bullets? Yeah. And that's kind of my mentality is, you know, uh, like, and that's the same thing I told dude after he was crying. I'm like, man, if you can't take the stress here, like, 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 like I get if you slip up and you like do a mannerism or something, because I did that. Like, like I did a mannerism and I got fucking called up. I had to give fucking paperwork or whatever, which is 341. You probably don't know what that is. No. It's like, ah, it's fucking Air Force thing, man. It's we, it's, it's kind of bullshit. We but did push-ups. Yeah. There was not much I don't think work. we were allowed to do push-ups outside <laughs> of PT. <No. laughs> it was, again, this is a fucking high-level, like, we're better than you snob shit in the Air Force. Yeah, well, we <laughs> we used to have drills, drilling, drill sergeants that like country music. Uh, oh. Yeah. They would sit there and like, do you like country music? Oh, yeah. Do you like country music? Well, on your belly, on your back, on your back, on your belly, on your belly, and you had to keep up with him, or he will make you start all over. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's happened a few times. Yeah. And I've caused that to happen a few times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I could tell you one time, I I, I, uh, I was I was taking a class, and we're going through stick lanes. Uh, stick lanes are like training lanes. You know, you're going through, there's an objective. You know, they do a brief. They get a warning order, up order. They're going to move out, and they're actually out. We're out in the woods. We're actually doing our thing. And I have um, Artie Sims and pyrotechnics and stuff like that to to uh, Artie Sims. That's a so it's, it's it's basically a big firecracker. The thing of okay. this way, I pull a string and it goes <laughs> boom. Okay, gotcha. Things of that nature and other little pyrotechnics to to help motivate um, the soldiers on to the, simulate fire or something. Like that? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and we had obviously procedures about how we do this. Obviously, I can't throw it next to someone or things of that nature. And, you know, there's safety involved with that, too. So um, one of the things we do is, you know, now I'm walking, I'm I'm invisible, so to speak. Right. So they'll sometimes we'll put another uh, group out there to be their up for their opposing force mm-hmm. or there'll be other instructors or something like that. But as I'm walking with them, I'm invisible. OK, yeah. so I am not part of it. So I usually hang back or, you know, something like that. And I let them work unless they're being slow or they're not moving. So we stopped one time, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, okay. We need to be on the objective. We are not moving, not moving, not moving. Bang. No, I was like, <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, fuck it. Take it. They're not, you know, and I was trying to give them help. Like, hey, when you get going. We need to get going. I'm not really supposed to help them. I'm there to observe. I'm like, we need to get going. So I said, okay, fine. I was like, oh, enemies found your position. They're dialing in mortars. And I'm just throwing already some boom, 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 boom. And I'm chasing them. They're running. And I'm just chasing them down there, right? So we get there, finally get them on the objective. 
and uh, you know they're 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 doing their things. Of course, they're unorganized. They get wiped out, and we expect you. One thing people don't understand when you come in, especially in your training phase, we expect you to fail. You're not a goddamn ninja. You're not Rambo. You're not. You don't come into the military some special forces killer, ninety nine Zulu combat ninja. We expect you to fail. You are going to fail. That's perfectly fine. We just want you to do better. Yeah. We're going to point out why you failed. We're going to yell at you. We're going to scream. It's it's supposed to be stressful. You know, I went through the same thing. You know, I always tell the soldiers, like, I'm not putting you through anything that I didn't go through. And it's going to be stressful. We we expect you to fail, and we're going to want you to do better because they had to do these things three times. But we're sitting out there, and a couple of soldiers come out, and they start crying. Oh, man. And I'm, I'm at this point where I'm just like, it's been a long day. And, you know, they're sitting there and we we supposed to have this, you know, hey, come talk to me if you have a problem sort of thing. And so they decided to take it upon themselves to come talk to me. So it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like how it's just inciting trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there and it's, uh, you know, it's four of them, two males, two females. And they're coming here like, hey, uh, at this time I was an NCO. Um, so they're like, hey, sorry, can we talk to you? And I'm like. Yeah, what is it? And they're like, well, we felt, <laughs> we felt that, you know, it was probably a little too much. You, you, you were throwing in, in the noises and everything. And I like, and I just kind of was like, I don't give a fuck. I look at them and I don't give a fuck. And they're like, what? But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I'm, I don't care. You're, you're supposed to move. You didn't move. This is the consequences for your action. I said, right now with simulations, when you get down range, it's going to be real. Your in your inactions could have caused people to die. I don't care. Do better next time. Boom. And it caused. <laughs> so they're gonna go. They're gonna go tell you know big drill. They're gonna get another drill, and and they're gonna come and fix me. And so they went to my battle, which I never understood why soldiers never thought about this. <laughs> Like we work together to train you. Yeah. All right. So we know each other more than we know you. We're with you with a couple of weeks, maybe six to eight weeks or right. so. Um, but we are working with each other for years. Yeah. So they go to our, our uh NCOIC at the time and they're like, Oh, we told and you know, Soren was out there and he was throwing all these arty sounds and all that which they he knows because he can hear them and plus, oh, by the way, I have to account for all the pyrotechnics <laughs> I use. So yeah. I have to keep the little pull strings uh-huh. you know, to say, Hey, I, I expended this much. So and plus he can hear it, you know, that's obvious they're they're not it's not like a little it's really loud. Right. So they're they're going whining to him. And he goes, let me cut you off. He said, hold on. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, though. That's and great. It was like, you know, and they're like shocked. And he's like, and he gave him pretty much the same speech. It was like, look, this is what, you know, this is stressful. This is what we're, we're, we're preparing for. If you would have done what you were supposed to do, it would not have been nearly as stressful. Yeah. And when we got back, I, I huddled them all up, you know, and I was like, all right. You know, I was like. Yeah, I always say I call it a tops off time. I'm like, all right, talk, take your tops off. Yeah. We're gonna sit here, you know, and we're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna talk. This is where this is where we're gonna have that kumbaya moment, and I'm gonna tell you how bad you fucked up and how you can improve yourself. You know, but I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give it to you straight, no chaser. And you know, like that environment's, good, you know, that is a good environment for it. And but, but I see people when I see civilians outside looking in at something like this, getting back to the video. 
you know, they're all like, oh, my God, he's yelling at that poor girl. Now, granted, I give it. He shouldn't have recorded it and put it online. That's where I'm going to smack his hand at. Yeah. That's where he gets a pee-pee smack. Right. Okay. But to court martial and go through this, I'm like, this uncalled for. I'm like, first of all, this should let you know what we expect from you. This not this shit's not easy. No. Is there's, a, there's a lot of people that don't make it through basic. Exactly. They don't make it at all. You know, there are a lot of people... A lot of people do make it through basic, obviously, but, you know, you don't see the attrition rate of some of the people because this is actually, you know, the, the military, or at least for the U.S., it has a, you know, has an attrition rate because it's a stressful job. It's a very easy job. It is very easy. You know what yeah. to do. Yeah. You know what to wear, where to be, what to do, because someone's always telling you. That's all yeah. mapped out for you. Yeah. It it is uh one yeah it is turnkey right yeah there's instructions for every every single thing yeah every single thing there's a manual for it there's a regulation for it there's a structure for everything but it's 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 still high stress because this is a job I always tell people this is one of those jobs like you know those service jobs of being a firefighter police officer you know things of the nature where you literally put your life on the line for other people yeah and it's not easy you know it's 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 not something that you're gonna we're going to coddle you with because you're you we are grooming you to go out and kill people or be at, and or uh hopefully not be killed but to it, survive well no because this is one thing i had to i had to you know come to grips with when i when i crossed over to the officer lane and you know realizing i was the guy making the decisions now like i'm the guy that's ordering you before i was a guy told to tell you guys to make you guys move and do something now i'm the guy telling the guy you know i'm i'm the guy that was telling me Back yeah. in the day, you to do this thing. and I used to, you know, tell people, I say, look, uh, if I send ten people into a building, and three of them come out, and we got the building, that's a success. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's that's, that's shitty, but you got your objective. You got the objective, the, the, yeah. you know. And I always tell people, it's like the thing you have to remember, you know, and all the creeds and oaths and stuff like that. I said, think about what they say. Yeah, we always talk about taking care of the soldiers. We do. That's that's. But that's not the first thing. I said, name me a creed where that's the first thing. Nope. Mission know? first, right? Mission first, soldiers always. Yeah. All right? Even the NCO, NCO creed, you know, I still remember, you know, my two responsibilities are uppermost, uppermost in my mind, the accomplishment of my mission and the welfare of my soldiers. That's right. Uh, I still remember. Uh, <laughs> someone's like, oh, can you do the whole thing? Uh, yes, I can. Um, but it's always the mission first. I we're here to accomplish the mission first and foremost. Your welfare is second to that. Yeah. All right, and that's when you you know objectively it might it, that's how it needs to be. Personally, you know, with your feelings involved, you really go. Oh, that's wrong. The soldiers come first. Nope. Because the soldiers, the soldiers' feelings and their welfare is means shit if we don't accomplish the mission. Absolutely. And that's why when I look at this video, that's what I see. Her feelings didn't mean shit. Don't we don't care. Yeah. She had to accomplish the task. She did, you know. Eventually. Eventually she yeah. did, but she has to accomplish that task. Yeah. So the corporal who, or the, the drill instructor, yeah, corporal drill instructor who recorded it and posted it online, yeah, PP smack, shame on you. Court martial, eh, I don't think so. That's a bit much. That's, that's, a, that's a lot a much. much, yeah. Uh, as far as the girl breakdown. Um, I don't care. Yeah, don't, don't, don't care. care. Like, uh keep keep pushing i don't yep. give a shit don't keep shit. pushing and, and that's something that like like you said earlier like a lot of civilians that look into the military they don't they don't understand that 
that concept. They're like, oh, but you know, he made he made her cry, and like you think bullets are not going to make her cry? You think <laughs> mortars aren't going to make her cry? If if yelling and telling her that she sucks at something that she sucks at, like uh, makes her cry, uh, it can make her cry and break down. Like then, just get out. Like, just get out and stop it. Just And, and just to be fair, it is not just females that break down and cry in training. Trust me when I tell you, there's plenty no, of men I just that shared do a it. story of, like, five yeah, guys that broke don't. down and well, cried. Well, someone's going to be like, well, this is From an African dude in a bathroom. Dude, I made it. I, I think I told you about <laughs> the guy, time I made the, the tough guy cry. There's lots of times for that. You make me cry all the time. Yeah, I made that. Well, I made one guy cry. <laughs> he was he was supposed to be the tough guy, you know, the platoon. Uh, uh. And he 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 found out he wasn't as tough as he thought he was. Uh. But then after he found out that I was a lot tougher, uh, instead of like, okay, yo, I took this L, I'm gonna roll on and, and act better. He cried like a little bitch. Yeah, sympathy points, man. Yeah, Diggs. I ain't remember. I ain't forgot your ass either. I hope <laughs> you. I hope you. I uh, hope you remember this, <laughs> motherfucker. You little <laughs> punk ass bitch. No, I'm sorry. I know who you. I I forgot your name. Shit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but the article that we're um, that we are talking about it's uh it's on DailyMail.co.uk and just the um because we need to move on to the the next one but uh just the the name is uh, uh of the article is very misleading yeah um, it's so stupid it's so, it's so misleading uh, oh betrayed God. by her own corporal foul mouth army instructor faces court martial after his video of female recruit being reduced to tears is viewed 250,000 times like, like, nobody but, gives a shit betrayed by her betrayed own no bitch. no you don't un- one <laughs> one and i'm just going to say this but we're going to be gone one sh- not betrayed she if anything betrayed it was just you know the uh the being recorded part would again slap on the wrist. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, as far as uh, her breakdown and being viewed two hundred fifty thousand times, one she could control one of those things. Her yes, but again, this is another thing where we're holding women to a different standard than men. And if because like we said earlier, if a guy was reduced to tears, it'd be on a fail compilation, yep. and then nobody would care. But nope, he wouldn't be facing court martial if no. it was a dude. No, because it, it would be seen as as equality. Like, well, that's what they're supposed to do, right? They're supposed to yell at you and make you feel like crap until you're better. Like, oh, well, you don't understand it. Anyway, so still moving on with the UK. Yeah. So be, and this one, this one, uh, this one is kind of bad, you know. And I, I, it, this hits me the wrong way, so. This shows the last, you know, as we talked about the headline in the last the last article, how bad media or journalism is coming, how far it's gone or how 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 it's declining. Uh this one really really helps drive that in because uh over, you know, a little while ago in the UK, they did a thing called um the Day of Freedom. Now, this is in response to a, a YouTuber who goes by the handle Count Dankula, who... We've actually covered him yeah. on our show, like the early episode. Yeah, early like episodes. One, one, episode one or two, I think. Yep. But just a quick recap. He was um, actually arrested, tried, and convicted for teaching his dog um, to... He was trying to turn his girlfriend's dog, Buddha, into the worst thing he can imagine which was a Nazi. So he trained his dog to respond to uh, commands like gas the Jews and see Kyle. It raises paw and stuff like that. 
Now, he says in the video, I'm trying to turn this cute little dog into the worst thing I can think of. So, obviously, he doesn't think very highly of Nazis. Of, of, of Nazis. Yeah. And, um, and he's trying to chain it. And it was a, it's a joke. It was a laugh and everything like that. Like, it's very funny. Which, uh, ironically, uh, was reference so you know when you look into his more and you, you you got to hear from it he actually got the idea because during world war ii when the nazis were in power there was a i think it was polish guy who uh taught his dog to make fun of the nazis to salute hitler and the nazis hated it because he was doing it you know it was a mockery yeah so he would sit there and you know he would tell his dog you know, sit and when he'd say seek out, the dog would raise his paw to make fun of Hitler. And, you know, Dankula was essentially doing the same thing. That was his inspiration. And the Nazis hated it. But now instead of going, oh, OK, that was that was funny and stuff like that. He actually got contrived, arrested, tried and convicted two years of his life, raised it. And and, you know, you could tell that there wasn't as sincere because they end up just finding him 800, uh, 800 pounds, which he is not paid and he's a- appealing. So uh, what spawned from this was uh, called the Day for Freedom, because unlike the U.S., uh, the U.K. does not have the right to freedom of speech like in the U.S. OK, right. and the freedom of, you know, in the U.S., the First Amendment protects the freedom of speech that the government cannot uh, impede uh, your speech. OK, yeah. now that doesn't mean you're free from consequences when you say something bad, but no one can stop you. You cannot be re- arrested. If I was to make the same video that Kate, Count Dankula did and put it on YouTube, no one in the United States has the authority to arrest me under those grounds. Correct. Under the freedom of speech. However, YouTube could take off the video. YouTube can take off the video as a private uh, as a private company. But if, if I host it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. If but, I have but my I'm own saying website, like no legal justification. Yeah. There's no yeah, legal there. Legal. I would not be have a trial because I decided to teach my dog to uh, do the Nazi salute. Right. Which I'm thinking of getting a German shepherd and doing that. No, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. But it's, it'd be funny. eh? Um, the the. <laughs> So the day of freedom. So the show that this was a, actually a thing about free speech and free expression. They um, one of the uh, speakers. Now, the whole scope of this thing, they had a lot of people from different fields. I'm okay. They had Tony Robson, Miley Yiannopoulos, Lauren Southern, uh, Sargon Makad, Cam Dankula himself speak. But they also invited people. They were you know the show that this was about free expression. This was a show of spectrum. So they. Um, they invited two uh, Muslims uh, who most a lot of people in this in this group that organized groups actually disagree with vehemently. But they invited them to speak. Um, there's a big kerfuffle over that whole thing. But they also invited a uh, drag queen, a very f- uh, well-known drag queen in the London area uh, named Vanity Von Glow to perform and speak at the uh, at the Day for Freedom. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, anytime you have, let's be honest, the left right now is just, it's pathetic. I, I can't believe how bad the left is looking right now or, or left-leaning people be, or extreme well, left. Well, they're starting to eat their own now. They are eating their own because it's like the left used to be like, I, I always tell people, was like in college and everyone who knows me knows in college, I was like super liberal, super, super liberal. I'm like, look, if it ain't, har- you ain't harming someone, you can do it. Go ahead and do it. Be who you want to be and all that. But, however, don't think I have to go along with everything. Because I even I have my line. Like, hey, you know what? If you want to stick a feather up your ass 
and run around, you know, butt naked in your house every day, you're fine to do it. Now, if you say, hey, you need to come over and watch me do it, nah, bro, I ain't doing that. Um, or you need to do it too, nah, bro, I ain't doing that. You know, that's how I've always been. And so for this, when they, they invited this drag queen to come and perform, um, who gave a great speech, great speech, and when they performed, got like thunderous applause and cheers, right, for it, you know, the show. And, and, and uh, the, the whole speech from uh, Van Gogh was about b- the freedom of expression, to be yourself, to express yourself how you wish to be, you know, regardless of what it is. You know, you, you express yourself and you shouldn't, you shouldn't face legal reper- reper- repercussions for that, um, which is a good thing. Well, apparently that was the wrong thing to do because instead of, you know, especially with the, L- the LGBT community in London, instead of rallying behind uh, Van Gogh vanity and saying what a great message that was and how we embrace it, nope, they blacklisted her. Yeah. They're blacklisting her. They lost the, yeah, because she didn't tow the party line because she was on stage with Milo. I took a picture with Milo, who is also gay, uh, yeah, married gay, to a... Gays? He, he's, he's Jewish, too, right? No. He's, he's a gay... Yeah, he's a yeah, gay. He's, he's, he's Greek Jewish. Greek Jewish. Greek Jewish, gay, and loves black guys. Well, he's married to a black man. Oh. He's actually... Ma- he, he married his long-term uh, boyfriend. Um, he's actually married to a black guy, but he's racist, guys. Right. And so he's also... Milo... <laughs> yeah. I, 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 he's I, also anti-Semitic. He's, he's anti-Semitic <laughs> and racist, uh, you know, because every time he, he, he has yeah. that black dick in his mouth... He he does it because he hates it so yeah. much. He's like, yes. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll say this about Milo, right? So Milo is a provocateur. Yeah. And and, and that's how he that, that's how he got attention. Is he had to um, say and create such a controversy and such a fuss that people paid him attention. Now once he actually spouts the facts and he starts you know going over statistics and his his input or his uh. Uh, his reason for you know his you know what I'm uh, blah 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 whiskey's talking right now, <laughs> uh, like his theory of of what the what it's actually saying, the statistics are actually saying, yeah, it's um, it's I'm not gonna say it's brilliant, but it, I can see how it, it makes becomes, sense. Yeah, it makes a lot, sense. A lot of it makes sense, and yeah. and you know, to me, Milo is like a a shock jock, right? Yeah, do we absolutely. Take, do we From take Ho- Howard Stern seriously for everything he does? No. Yeah. But does is Howard Stern wrong with everything he says? No. No. Is Howard Stern banned from university campuses? Probably not. Well, he would be actually in this so? day and age, because mind you, he's not as big as he once was, especially in the '90s. Yeah. And early and early 2000s. But if he was to do the stuff he was doing then, like now, like because remember back in the '90s and early 2000s, he was huge. Yeah. He was everywhere. Yeah. He was the king of all media. Yeah. Um. If he did the stuff, you know, he's older now. He's starting to slow down. He's slowed down, and you know, blah blah blah. But if he was doing the same thing. I think he would be banned too, because someone would get offended by what he says. And the thing about him, like Milo and Pete, and I, I talked about this earlier today, he's not apologetic. You know, if he does something, if they does something truly wrong, of course, apologize. But if if it's their opinion or their view they they express, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to be browbeated into. Uh, submission submission they're like no yeah. go fuck yourself and I, oh. I i highly respect people like that because you know go fuck yourself wow. but uh with with uh vanity von glow you know brilliant message out there you know about self uh expression and stuff like that and 
the the news, the media branded it like this. It says, you know, give you one hun- uh, headline. It says, and this is from So So Gay. Um, London drag queen performs at far right Day of Freedom march. Right. Um, the uh, Day of Freedom was not far right. Matter of fact, no, it wasn't. Matter of fact, most of the people involved with it aren't even considered right wingers. There wouldn't be right white. uh, There are some like Milo is definitely a conservative. He'd be on the right. Right. Well, this is a a classic case of them having a narrative and then pulling the facts from the story to fit the narrative. Yeah. Uh, Because, like you said earlier, you know there was Muslims and uh, Mm -hmm. or there was uh, yeah Muslims uh, that essentially had opposing viewpoints to the organizers. And then uh, who else uh, was in attendance? Uh, Milo and then... Tony um, Robinson, Sargon of Akkad. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. So Can't just a lot of people that, that really kind of um, uh, are, are huge advocates of freedom of speech. Well, and, and here's a real quick thing to, to add into this, especially with Count Dankula, and this was all centered around him, right? They're, 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 they're really calling him a, a racist, big, and a Nazi and stuff like that. This dude used to be Antifa. He used to be a yeah. commie. He actually has a, the the communist star tattooed on his sh- chest. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I was." He said, "I'm I'm I still consider myself left, but I used to be extreme left, like red flag wearing communist left." And it's like, so now you know, I've been this really left sort of dude. I made this joke, which was funny, and it went viral. He didn't expect it to go viral, but it went viral. And now everyone is tar and feathering me, like, "Oh, I'm this, you know, right leaning conservative." You know, you know, KK, I should just be in a hood and stuff like that. And it's like he's nothing of the sort. Right. You know, and it's just one of these things where now if if, if it, we don't like it, it's a Nazi, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist. And uh, and they're using this these terms so much and so often that they lose all their meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now you can call anybody that. Yeah, because they're saying and, they're and like, it really is like, OK, that's like half everybody else that you've talked to in your life now. Well, they're like, oh, you guys are homophobic, transphobic, you're anti LGBT. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute. You're telling me the gay Jew that likes black people and the drag queen, um, which they invited, like they yeah. invited this person yeah. here. To and perform. they gave them mic time and they airtime, airtime, like, gave them a gave them a platform, which you are now taking away. Yeah. Right. These guys are the ones that gave her. You know, Von Glow, uh, Vanity, and uh, you know Milo, and, uh, and, 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 and let me let me specify: like they're not preaching like a, a quote unquote far right ideology. They're no. preaching why freedom of speech and these freedom of expressions need to be um, essentially prote- not just protected, but also given. Because in the case of the UK, you don't really have it, right? Um, but they needs to be given to individuals. So that they can can essentially express themselves, regardless of their background or their or uh, or the kind of their message, right? Yeah, I mean, because um, in in a, a prime example, you know, uh, this was brought up too. Uh, there was a group, a very very uh, right wing um, militant group of extreme white right wing, which would actually would have been considered far right back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they got airtime on British TV, and they were free to express all their views. And when people were able to sit there and analyze their views and said, nah, fuck that, man. It, it, that, shit's, that shit's crazy. Guess what? They fucking went away. Yeah. Because the best way to get someone to go away is to let them express themselves and let them and let it, you know, be be uh, dealt with and analyzed in the public eye. Yeah. When you try to tell people to shut up, like the thing, um, the thing with, with trying to censor people and say you can't do anything like, right? A bigot is still a bigot even if you take his voice away. So let's say I go to someone and he's a freaking bigot. He's, he's a, he's a racist. He's, you know, has all these negative views and stuff like that. Um, if I censor his expression, 
that doesn't stop his views. He still acts upon those views because, you know, all it is is that, though, when I search for this guy or, you know, anything about this guy, I'm not going to see any of those things. All I'm going to see is all the good, you know, the the le- less horrible things he says because he's not going to be able to express them. So I'd rather the bigot you know than the one that's that's hiding, you know. Right. Well, it's also clothing. it's also like Cersei Lannister has always said. I knew we were going to come to Game of Thrones. Of course, yeah. of course, Game of Thrones. Uh, but, you know, she said what? When you silence someone, you're not... Uh, like, you're, you're not telling the world... They're wrong. They're wrong. You're telling them that you're they're, you're, you're scared of their of message. They, they have to say, yeah. Yeah, and it's that's exactly it. I mean, yeah, you know what? Put it under scrutiny. Like, let people say what they want and put it under scrutiny. So, and, and I, if it can, it, and it just like uh, academia, like whenever you publish a paper or it gets or and it gets uh, peer reviewed, let it get scrutinized. You have to defend it. You have exactly. So you remember one of our coworkers? He just he just. Uh, um, defended he uh, last year he defended his uh, doctoral uh, dissertation and he let us you know he told me to read it and and like come after him you know because you have to defend that you know if you can't defend it it, public that's how we get scientific advancement that's why peer review system and and the scientific method are you know the scientific communities is such a great thing because it allows people to attack your work and if it can't stand the test of you know uh, the scrutiny then it's worthless any idea that cannot hold uh, stand up the challenge is not an idea worth holding. And that is kind of what we're seeing right now with uh, with the left and everything like that. So when I was talking about earlier um, how right now this is a, a classic case of um, f- grabbing f- specific facts to fit your narrative. So on the sosogay.co.uk site, uh, again, the the title is London Drag Queen Performs at Far Right Day for Freedom March. And then the very first paragraph is a well-known drag queen performed yesterday at the Far Right Day of Freedom March alongside Milo Yiannopoulos, Tommy Robinson, and Raheem Kassam, which, yes, is true. However, that paints the picture that it is a conservative or right-leaning uh, mm-hmm. panel. In, in reality... It was a very heavily spectrum, like very even. Yeah, it uh, was a very it, the the, uh, the cast essentially. The people who spoke there, they span the the political spectrum, the social spectrum, the the sexual spectrum, the gender spectrum. There were men, women. They were talking because I I noticed they mentioned all men there. They didn't mention any of the women. Right. You know what I'm saying? They didn't mention any of the women that spoke there either. So it's like, okay, you are trying to paint this picture that this was one thing. It's like basically this was a, a march that let, you know, organizers obviously picked who they wanted to come speak. Right. But they, well, they, their their purpose, their objective was reasoned and balanced is, yes. what, is what I see. Like, hey, no, we have no agenda except freedom. Freedom yeah. of expression, freedom of speech, et cetera, like yeah. that. And we need to show a united front, which which is what I see when when uh, when you look at that. But you know, when you have these you know propagated based um, news outlets and whatnot, that's it, it paints a completely different picture, and it's just omit omitting and misinformation. That that's just the way that the, the media has. Uh, has I don't want to say begun because they've been doing it since they've been doing the it for a while, long, 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 long time. Um, but 
you know, right now, especially with information so readily available with the internet and iPhones and all that, it it's becomes desensitizing almost. Well, you would think the media would know better when people could start fact checking you on the fly, right? Right, but a lot of people aren't doing that, and no. especially people that check these websites are already in their social circles. They don't want to know anything right. else. Like, oh my God, this uh, this drag queen, she did that. That's bullshit. That's Milo's Milo's a Racist. He's a racist. He's a racist. But he's married bigot. to a black guy, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's, it doesn't make but sense. He's, but he's still racist. Yes, so. and, he, and, and Ben Shapiro's anti-Semitic. So. I know the Jew, the little yeah. short Jew, is anti. And yeah. then you know, and it, but they they always go after people. And the difference between more people who are more right leaning than left leaning is when the left leaning guys sit there and, and say exactly the same thing. Um, they're browbeaten into submission, right? You're Ben Affleck, you're yeah. you're Matt Damon's and stuff like that. They're browbeaten into submission. Whereas the more right leaning people, they got more balls. Let's be honest, because they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. You know, oh, I'm a bigot. Wiley, why, why am I bigoted? Yeah, and and, Show that's, me an and that's what and that's what uh, Ben Shapiro and, and Milo is famous for. Yeah, because uh, I've seen several videos of Milo at a college campus. Someone calling him a racist, you know, homophobe, and he's like, really? Yeah. Please. He's like, the amount of black cock I've had in my mouth, you want to call me a racist? It's just like, um, oh, I love it when he says that because it's just like, you don't even know who you're talking to, man. But it's it's about slapping the label. And like with this, like, okay, I don't think... I don't think uh, Vanity Von uh, Glow is a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, or anything like that, or a misogynist. Well, I don't know. With some feminists, anyone, if you're just a man, you're a misogynist. Who yeah. who knows nowadays? But, you know, and, and surely this, the thing about this is that they don't even understand how they, they are going against the person. Like, you're basically saying this person is not smart enough to um, evaluate a situation for themselves and make their own adult decisions. Oh, you performed with this. You were on a stage where this guy that we don't like was on the stage also. Uh, so therefore, you are just like them. You know, it's like, no, that that doesn't. Are you going to say Obama was, you know, is the same thing as, uh, you know, uh, 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 John McCain or or um, what was the other fucking. No, and, and that's something that I'll give to, like, you know, like the, the candidates, you know, obviously before Trump. But, uh, you know. Oh, uh, Obama and McCain, like that. I thought I, I always viewed this, and it's probably romanticizing a little bit. Uh, I saw that as like a gentleman's duel. Yeah, because they, um, they didn't really attack any, each other personally, and there was even a time where uh, McCain defended Obama. They, actually, they defended each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, because oh, someone, uh, someone was making fun of McCain, where they were like, oh. I uh he was a POW. I like war hero. You know, I know Trump said it too, but someone else said, uh, you know, well he was a POW. You know, we shouldn't listen to him. And Obama's like, nah, this dude fought for his country and he endured a lot. You give him the respect he deserves. Yeah, absolutely. They were they were uh, on yeah. opposite sides of the political spectrum, but they were very civil. Yeah, and and then they respect. And, and each it's other. about the respect. Yeah, respecting the humanity and yeah. the accomplishments of each other. You can completely have different ideologies. Yeah, like I mean, hey, you know, I think government should 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 need to be run this way. No, I think it should be run this way. Well, we're yeah. at an impasse, but but the populace now is that there there are so many schisms where they're like, oh, if you don't fit this exact mold, or if you don't if you don't you know say exactly what we want to say, we're gonna label you. And and I always love it because they have the labels raised ready because they the first thing they'll say is you're a racist, you're a 
uh, misogynist, you're transphobic, you're uh, Islamophobic, yeah. you're anti-Semite. It's like you already have the labels. Well, not only that, but then you go into the uh, into like the black community too, which you can speak to. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean like obviously, if you're black, you're a Democrat. Or, or you have to think left. a certain way, or you yeah. can't say certain and, things and, and, because if you don't, um, you're gonna be a coon or your uncle Tom. And and then when I educate people on why those those terms are offensive and that you should never degrade another one's blackness, you know they they'll sit there. You can't sit there and preach pro-black to me and then use terms that are degrading of another, uh, you know, your your fellow man's blackness. But then oh wait oh oh, oh you want to get tripped up over that bullshit. So yeah, no, there's so many schisms there, and it's because we've we've lost the we are losing the respect, and I think honestly, I think this deal, this comes with a lack. Uh, we're losing a lot of actual real life social skills because most of our lives and our communications right now are electronically based. Yeah, where you know I was you know we we talk about the internet tough guy and all that stuff like that where people feel you know. They let Keyboard warrior. Yeah. yeah, like some people, they'll let their their dark side flow on the internet because there there's no repercussions. There's many times I tell people, you know, especially on Facebook, if you know me, I'm like, look, you. I'm sorry. Do you did you forget who you're talking to? I will slap the shit out of you. I actually know you. Yeah, I will slap the shit like, out of you. I I there will are, see you in two weeks. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, there there are real life repercussions to what's coming out your mouth. You know, I'm not saying that. Well, fuck that. I will use violence when needed, but. uh I'm just saying we because of the, we're losing these inner these real life inner uh, social skills is that we're we're instead of learning to respect others people's humanity and civility we're quick to like you know try to uh, 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 cast them in the blackest thing and, and mouth off to them and I you know the the thing that you you forget that's why I think we need to bring back dueling is the fact that yeah. you know you have to respect people because there's gonna be a time where you're gonna get up against someone who is not going to take your shit and then then what well that's why i like the um the uh what is it uh, i i just want to the, the the combat laws what is it the uh consensual combat oh yeah consensual combat yeah, uh, yeah like where, yeah where you can have like you can have a copy the referee whatever yep. but like you can have a one on one combat yeah mutual combat yeah mutual combat uh, but you can have like some states have it, yeah. You can but have a one-on-one. I, mean, I don't fight. know how much they're actually enforced or even you know yeah. known about, but um, yeah, you could have a one-on-one fight, and when the fight's done, it's done. Yep. And uh, you know, no weapons, no nothing, but just your fisticuffs, which I'm, I'm all for. Perfectly. I'm all for. And if oh well, he's trained, or he's a boxer. It's like well, then the other guy should not have consented to that fight. Well, here's because the. <laughs> <laughs> it goes along with the idea of an armed society is a polite society, right? Yeah. Because yeah. when you realize that the other person might haul off and knock the shit out of you, you know, you're you, a lot more respectful. You're a lot more respectful and you're a lot more civil in your disagreements, yeah. you know? Because not saying that violence is the end, and it's not to say that might mate's right, but the the thing that we have to learn when you disagree with someone is that you still have to be civil. This is why we are a society. This is why we have rules. Because what's going to end up happening is that you're going to allow, um, by not being civil, you're going to allow more chasms. And then eventually, you're going to get to that point where might makes right because you're going to have the one group who is actually stronger than the rest, and they're going to fucking be like run rim shot, rough shot over everybody, and there's nothing you could do with it. That's why I tell the left, stop fucking picking at uh, 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 damn right-wingers. They're the ones that have all the fucking guns. Right. Uh, well, not know. only that, but they've started to eat themselves, though, because yeah. like like you said, with Ben Affleck, 
um, you know, like they're quick to call themselves out and oh, you're not as far left as me. Yeah, pretty or, much, and, and stuff like that. So what they're what they're doing is really kind of like again well, eating their own. You I said mean, it. it. So it's really, it, and it's funny because there was a a, a, a uh, what happened this week is a guy who won a, a journalism award, and he's really far left and stuff like that, and he tried to. He tried to get out there, and he's like, "Oh, you guys, you, you guys that were against me, you know, the guys that actually created this award because it, 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 it fought for ethical journey reporting." You yeah. know, he's like, "Yeah, uh, I won." He's like, "This should make you mad that I won this award." And like, "No, you're doing the reason why that award was, you know, conceived because you're actually ethical in your reporting. That's why you won, right?" But he tried to virtue signal doing that, like, oh, these guys, you know, these 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 dudes, they're mad because I'm winning this award. You're right. He thought he was gonna get jumped on by the by his opposition. No, it was his own friends, his Ooh. own side that. Ju- I mean, like, and they attacked him viciously, you know. And it went from like it it literally was like who was oppressed more, and it basically boiled down to, well, you're a white dude, so. Yeah. Automatically, you just need to shut. Up. And uh, seriously, one one girl, Hispanic girl, is like, "Well, you're a white guy, so you just need to shut up right now and realize that you do not respond." And I'm like, "See, if that doesn't tell you anything about the left right now, the condition state of the left, that should be anything." There's at no point, no one should ever have to not respond to anything. If you address them, they have the right to respond. If you don't like it, tough shit. That's yeah. why I said we're losing our our, our, our real life inner inner um. Interactions. interactions because at no way would she do that to him in his face if she knew that the shit would be slapped out of her mouth and i'm telling you right now people i slapped the, the the taste out your mouth if you you could be polite and we can discuss and we could disagree but if you do some shit like you don't have the right to respond <laughs> bitch you don't have the right to breathe <laughs> <laughs> i will leave you w-o-o without <laughs> oxygen <laughs> Well, uh, with that, I think it's it's time to about wrap it up. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for joining us. It's uh, what the episode number thirteen. Ooh, Ooh number, 13. number number thirteen. Oh, we had a triple cast too. I don't Ooh. know. Thirteen three. I don't know if that and actually, cheese and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing now. This is the whiskey talking. All anyway, right. thank you guys. Out. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose of Vincent Gentlemen podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.